welcome to Brain Fart Podcast. I am your host, Maddie, and this is my th- 37th? 37th episode? I just checked and I already forgot. Yes, let's... absolutely, 37. That's the number. Welcome to my podcast. If you haven't listened to this, welcome. I'm happy to have you. It's um, a health comedy smorgasbord of things, so I'm... I'm glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy it. You have quite the catalog to catch up on if you do enjoy it. Go forth. So, and if you're coming back, which most of you probably are, welcome back. Glad to have you back. All of that good stuff. I love the community. Um, Today, I have a couple things to talk about. Kind of a check-in, and then I have the main topic I want to talk about. So, this past week, I had my first full week of grad school. For those of you who don't know, I'm currently in London getting a master's in classical acting, uh, which is awesome. Feels really great. Uh, It's kooky town. So much work, which makes sense. It's a year-long program, so it has to be really quick and intense, because if I'm getting a master's in a year, I have to do a lot of work to do that. So long days, but honestly, really great days, learning a lot. I'm trying to fill my brain with as much information and memorization and everything that I can, which it can be a little hard when you have a neurological condition, but nonetheless, it is awesome. It is great. Nothing too crazy. I think I've been able to control everything thus far, but there have been a couple hiccups. This past Thursday, we had It wasn't super physical, but it was a class that kind of required, it was basically, it's called Alexander Technique. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, I would say look it up. I'm no pro. I just, I've had one class in it, so I wouldn't listen to me quite yet. But basically we were just laying down with our knees up, uh, semi-supine is what they call it, with your head on some books, so you're getting proper alignment. And I think just my back is, I've got that good scoliosis and uh, spinal cord issue because of my brain stuff. And so I think just laying down, I don't know if it caused some pressure issues or what happened or just the stress of it all led to me having a little bit of a brain episode. And it was, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but it was the first time it had happened being at this university and being in front of these people. And so it kind of did the normal thing it does where I started getting the pressure headache and getting confused. And I think apparently what had happened was I went to my next class because that day we had, I think, seven classes. It was 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And I think it was only 11 or 12 when this happened, 11 a.m., 12 p.m., And I think I went into my next class and just started crying because I was really overwhelmed and I didn't know how to answer anyone. And my speech apparently was going in and out and I couldn't really think or focus and I was just crying. So they took me to the registrar who I had talked about or who I talked to to about my health stuff before. So she kind of had an idea. She let me sit there. I still was, I think, in... It hadn't progressed too horribly to the point where I was still able to to do my exercises. I had the right mind to say, okay, I need to do my exercises. So I did that for a while, just over and over again, trying to release some sort of pressure off my brain. And I just tried to really calm down. So that wasn't adding to it. I've talked about it before. If 
if you haven't heard this, then I, uh, I mentioned it in a couple, but it's always, I'll just say whatever. I, I think sometimes when I get really stressed or things start to spiral when I realize it's happening because I don't want it to happen and I don't know if it'll stop. And so it kind of snowballs into something so or into a bigger episode. So when I'm able to kind of calm down before, I think it puts a stop to at least that. Even though I still had the pressure and was still having issues, I at least wasn't freaking out. And it was really nice to be in a room by myself and not have a bunch of people look at me or judge me or wonder what was going on. It was very nice to have a private space. And so she was great. She was really helpful. Once I was able to kind of talk and communicate again, I told her what was going on. We went through it. We talked through what we should do if I have something worse or if something really bad happens. Luckily, I'm only 10 minutes. I'm about a 10 minute walk away from the school. So I basically just told her if it gets really bad and I can't do my exercises and I am not in my right mind, just bring me home and I'll go to sleep because that usually at least gets me back in the right mindset to when I wake up, I can do my exercises and all of that good stuff. So that's kind of what happened. I was able to get better. I was a little slow on my talking and things when I returned to class, just I don't know, my brain was, she was tired. So I, wow, I'm slow to talk right now. I'm just dragging out these words. But I was able to go back to class and finish my day of classes, which was awesome. And honestly, the kindest, com- I've. it's the kindest community so far, unless something goes horribly wrong in the next couple months to a year. But so far, everyone has been nothing but kind and helpful and wanting to help. I had a couple of my classmates come up to me after asking if there was anything they could do. Is there any manipulation they could do? If that happens, what should they do if I am not able to communicate? Where do they bring me? And everyone just wanting and willing to help was so comforting and so kind. Because they, I mean, they've known me, what, a week, two weeks And for them to be so willing to help me was incredible and made me feel better about it and made me feel less ashamed, even though I know I shouldn't and I'm working hard not to because it's not my fault. But there's still a little bit of that feeling of being a burden, especially to new people that you've just met. So they completely eased my worries and I just thank them. So if any of them are listening, thank you. That was awesome. And the school's been really awesome too figuring things out and making sure everything's okay and not letting that get in the way of my studies and my life and not caring that, yeah, I have a neurological condition and I want to go into a study of memorization and talking and acting. They don't care about that. They just say, yeah, let's do it. If you want to do it, let's figure it out and make it work, which is awesome. So that was kind of a long story, but I think it's prevalent and I think you guys should no, you've been keeping up with my story. I think it's worth talking about. Even though I've been feeling awesome and I've been working really hard to make sure that doesn't happen, it sometimes still happens. And you just have to find people who are willing to work with you. And they were, and it's awesome. And I think the more kind of going back on the topic last week about representation and the more people see other people especially celebrities have disabilities, they're able to learn and look into it and figure things out. And that way it's not this crazy 
burden or thing that's going on with this person or this annoyance. It's just they're able to learn and have knowledge about it. And if not knowledge about your specific disability, knowledge about how disabilities can affect someone, and then they can they can understand and not look down on you for it. So awesome, awesome stuff, London. You're giving me the goods and I am so lucky. That being said, I have been thinking on this topic a little bit. It goes back to when I was in New Jersey for a week before I came to London. And I want to explore London a little bit more before I start giving out tips of places to go or looking into uh, perhaps other performers who have some disabilities who are on the in the London acting scene. There's th- there's plenty of things I want to do involving London and I actually had someone reach out and ask me to or give me suggestions to do topics like that. So I totally it's coming, I promise. I just want to do a little bit more research. I've only been here I think a little bit under a month and I I want to I want to give you guys the good stuff. I don't want to just give you the mediocre stuff. I want to get the good stuff. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit to when I was in New Jersey, and during that time, they were having the climate change marches with uh, Greta, our girl Greta, and it was happening all over the world. There was a big one in New York, a huge one in Germany and London, and just really big places, as well as in smaller cities and smaller towns, people marching for climate change, which, yeah, we got to be marching for nature and doing that. And so that's kind of the setup. That's the exposition to this story. And me me and Martin were thinking about going. Martin's sibling was going and they were encouraging us to go as well. Sorry, I got <laughs> I got sidetracked in my own mind. Ooh, woohoo. Yippity doodah. So, uh Ola was encouraging us to go to the march and to march with everyone. And the more I talked to Martin, the more I started feeling anxious about it. I realized it would be a really big crowd. It would be really noisy. It was during the day, so it would be bright. And there would be people all around me. And the more I thought about it, the more nervous I got of what if it's too loud? What if people are bumping me and I get overwhelmed? What happens if it's too hot or too cold and that starts affecting my brain? And all of this stuff of, oh, I am nervous to go because I might have a brain episode in the middle of this march. And I I love nature. I think climate change is a real thing and we really need to work to do better and to to do better for our world and to make it better if we want to continue living here. So that's that, obviously. And which seems so obvious to me. I just don't understand why not everybody thinks that way, but whatever. Okay. Now I'm getting now I'm getting heated. But so it's something that I really am passionate about. And so I started feeling bad that I wasn't going or feeling like I wasn't an advocate or wasn't someone wanting or willing to fight. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that's not true. I still I can still care about nature and still care about the climate and still care about our earth and not go to the march because of my chronic illnesses. And I think what I'm trying to say is 
If you're not able to do something because of your chronic or invisible illness, it doesn't make you less of a person or a fighter or an advocate. Because just just because I wasn't able to go and show up and do that because I was worried about my health and worried about that, I mean, I could have said, oh, screw it. If I have a, if I have a brain episode, whatever, it's for the earth. I mean, you guys, you guys know what I talk about. You have to watch out for yourself. You have to make sure you're all right. And if you're going to be having a brain episode, then maybe that's not what's best for the cause. And so I think, I think I'm just trying to remind people that if you're not able to do something or because, or not do something, because I could have done it if I wanted to, but if you don't feel comfortable doing something, or even if you just have not even a chronic or invisible illness, but anxiety or issues in large crowds or things like that, that doesn't make you, just because you're not putting yourself in a place of discomfort or a place that's going to make you feel worse, whether that be mentally or physically, doesn't make you less of of a person or of an advocate or of a fighter. Because you you need to watch out for yourself and you need to be the best you so you can so you can continue to spread the word about climate change or whatever you're whatever you're passionate about or whatever your cause is and there's plenty of other things for you to do than going to the march you could post on social media if you don't have social media you can take steps in your own daily life. I know it's kind of hard to say, oh, stop using plastic straws and metal straws because most of the issues with the climate come from big corporations. So I don't want to shame you for not like using reusable bags and stuff, but maybe work your way towards that just just so you can be a little part of it, even if you're not fighting against the big corporations. I don't know. There's, I think there's just so many things you can do as an advocate, even if it's just spreading the word to someone in your family who might not know much about it, whatever your cause may be, or friends, just putting it out there and getting it out there. You don't need to do these big, grandiose displays if that's not going to work with you or your body. And I think I just wanted to remind you guys of that, or even if, I don't know, something comes up, or you're unable to go, or the train breaks down and you can't make it, like, don't don't start to stress about that because that's just going to make things worse. You just have to take a step back and go, okay, me, Maddie today doesn't, I don't feel like I can go into the city and be around those loud noises and around a lot of people and feel okay or feel comfortable. And that's okay. And I'm okay. And that doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't disclude me is that a word? Disclude? That, that seems fake. <laughs> uh, it doesn't... What is the word I'm looking for? Good gracious. It doesn't like bar me from being a part of that community. It just, it just means I might have to go about it in a different way, and that is okay. And yeah, okay, I know, wow, <laughs> I'm getting preachy, I need to come off my soapbox, but I don't know, I think that was really helpful for me to think about it that way, and not 
feel sorry for myself because because I couldn't and not feel bad about myself because I couldn't. So I just wanted to bring that up and talk to you guys about that. Do you guys feel that way? Do you feel bad if you're not able to do something? It's the same. I think it's the same when I say no to going out with friends last night. I was going to go see um, a show at the West End. And then I started getting a headache and I started feeling really overwhelmed and I had to just say, you know, I can't go. I, I have to cancel, which made me feel bad of, oh, I should have just rallied and gone and figured it out and all of this stuff. And I feel bad. I'm not doing things. And I talk about this. I've talked about this a lot before, but it kind of works the same way with when I couldn't go to the march. I was thinking, oh, I can't go. What are people going to think of me? They're not going to think I love love the earth, <laughs> all of this stuff, which that's not true. And most people aren't thinking that way. And if people are thinking that way, then they, and then they're poopy butts and they should have no hold of your heart. And I think, I think that's, I think we'll end with that song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I wanted to I wanted to keep talking about that and put chronic illness and invisible illness in context and talk about it in different ways. Yeah, I could talk about my experience forever. I mean, it's interesting, I think, maybe <laughs> not to some people, but I think if you're listening to this podcast, you find it somewhat interesting, but I think it's good and important to talk about the celebrities coming out as having a disability or invisible illness or talking about it in regards to activism and how that can affect it. Because I think these are things people don't quite think about chronic illnesses affecting, and they do. They affect every part of our lives whether we want them to or not. And not to say that they should rule our lives and rule what we do or what we choose or how we choose it, but there is, it's something to be said about having to think about things that maybe other people don't have to think about in that capacity. And whether that be chronic illness or mental illness or just anything along those lines, it's something that if you don't have it, you don't quite think about it in that way or put it in that type of context. So I'm just here trying to put that a little bit in context for, I guess, people who don't necessarily have one or feel that they let something stop them from doing an activity. And I trust me, I'm all for trying to live my best life to the fullest, not letting something get me down. I mean, I'm only 22. I want to live a real full life and do whatever it takes to live that life. And not succumb, but sometimes it's it's not that easy for everyone. And sometimes people have to think about it and might be having more pain or might have, yeah, might have issues. Oh boy. Okay. I think, I think that's it for today. Good, good Lord. I don't know why that just trailed off into nothingness, but it did. And I hope it made sense regardless of the fact. I guess I could go back and refix, like fix it or re-record it. I don't know. Okay. I have a, I have a question for you all. I tried to leave in my little brain blips as I don't know. I, I guess that's like my stylized version of podcasting because it is a part of my life and it happens so much when I'm talking. But I'm curious to know that if you would just prefer 
a clean, easy listening podcast. And if you'd want me to take out those pauses or take out times that I trail off and I could re-record them and just make it like a clean, coherent podcast rather than maybe having a moment of me having a brain blip and then forgetting what I was saying and then having to go back and maybe not starting off on the right foot. I'd be interested to know if that's if what you guys think of that. I'm really curious. So if you don't care, then I guess you don't have to reach out. I mean, you could. I love it when people reach out. Or if it really does bother you, like you like my content, but it really bothers you that I have those, just let me know. I I personally keep them in just because that is my life and that is how I talk in life and that's kind of the reality of my life because of this. So I don't want to, I don't know, give you this false sense of who I am. I just want it to be as honest and real as possible. But I would love to hear. I'm interested to know what you guys maybe think on that topic. So reach out if you so choose. If not, no problem. I will plug all of my social media now. So if you guys hear this all the time and it annoys you to no end, you can sign off now. Thank you for listening. But if you want to continue listening, I you can reach me at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com if you, if you like to email. Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at brainfartpodcast. Um, the logo is orange background with a brain inside a green uh, gas <laughs> cloud and it says brain fart. I, know, I recently looked and there are some other podcasts named brain fart, but they came out after mine did. So I gave them a little side eye, but <laughs> to each his own. So you can follow me there, or if you feel so inclined to leave a comment or review on whatever platform you use, that would be awesome too. No pressure. I know personally, I tend to lurk and just listen and not quite participate as much, which is no problem. And I think, I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to tell any friends and family about this podcast, I encourage you to do so. And... As always, I'm open for suggestions. If you have interesting topics or something you want to learn more about, I also too, I too love to learn and I would love to look up anything that I don't know. The beauty of the internet. So I think that's what, uh, where, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's where I'll leave you today. And I hope you have a great, whatever time it is, wherever you are. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.